Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There are so many brilliant stories from you guys, but yes, I will read a quick one. This was one of my favorites. Uh, Lovely. Catherine. <laughs> She's already gone. This is it. <laughs> okay. Hi, Esther and Holly. Love the podcast. Been listening since episode one and it never fails to bring a smile to my face. Thanks. I'm sorry, I really am. A, a theme of this episode is self-love by <laughs> reading everybody's compliments too much. Um, but thank you very much, Catherine. That is incredibly kind and I'm very glad. Uh, I thought you might like my wall of shame story. It's a walking one, but still it was in the great mm -hmm. outdoors. We were walking through a wood and my friend decided to wee in said woods. I hopped over a stile into an open field. I did a quick look around and thought the coast was clear. Mid-wee, I happened to glance up to make eye contact with a glider pilot flying directly towards me. <laughs> he looked amused. <laughs> oh, it's just so silly, the idea of the two of them. Like having eye contact while it's like hovering low. <laughs> like, and I just keep on imagining what <laughs> when I think <laughs> she was completely alone. <laughs> Welcome to episode 183 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. On this podcast, we talk about health, politics, stuff on TV, and what we ate last night. Occasionally, we talk about running. I've just got back from Barcelona, where I ran a half marathon, and there is much to discuss. Yes, we do talk about the race itself, which was lovely, but we quite rightly spend much of the time talking about food, hotels, and lovely touristy things. We then start on one of our first controversies this episode, which is the hated for us running expo. What's it for? Who likes it? 
isn't it just a capitalist construct, a bit like Valentine's Day? Second controversy is Strava. How do you feel about being stalked slightly on Strava? Do you enjoy recording your runs on there? Do you feel pressured to achieve on there? Or do you just slightly ignore it like I do? And on to our third controversy of the day, which is Parkrun and its recent decision to remove data, including speed records. We have some thoughts and we're sure you have too. Do get in touch and we'll carry this on in a future pod as we didn't have much time left to talk about it here. Email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk. Which just leaves enough time to say that you must subscribe to Women's Running right now because you'll save 50% off the cover price and you'll get a copy of our How to Run 5k guide absolutely free. If you don't need it because you're scampering over mountains, it will make a friend very happy indeed. Go to womensrunning.co.uk forward slash bundle to get the deal. Well, I think we should. I'm sorry, I'm going to do yawning this Look week. at my notes. Look at my notes from Barcelona. Look how I stopped doing them after maybe three Aww. minutes. <laughs> what twat. <laughs> well, I'm so excited to hear about it. Mm. Disclaimer, yeah, if I yawn, I'm not bored. If anyone's watching the video or can hear my yawns, just doing it loads today, but there's no point reading into it too much. Just doesn't yawning. mean anything. Doesn't it doesn't mean, mean anything. anything. I'm just yawning. In Yawn. fact, I saw somebody reframe it the other day where they were like, oh, it's your body trying to tell you that everything is okay. It's trying to reassure you that everything's functioning absolutely fine. Ah. Mm. Well, there you go. There you go. It's probably subconscious because we're having our survey done as we speak. So I'm scared he's ah. finding like killer rats in the basement or something. Yeah, it's been but... built on plasticine or something. Yeah, yeah something that. like that. Horrid. Yeah. Oh. How <laughs> Very excited to discover it's on an Indian burial ground or something. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, actually, the, the truth is, although it won't be Indian burial grounds, it's the... Uh, I don't even know what that is, really. No, nor do I, but no. the, it's, the, it's the limestone concern, isn't it, in, in, uh, in Bath. It's the fact that everything's built on spongy stone which lets in yes. of water. So, oh, yeah, and within the searches, you have to have something called a bath stone search, mm. I think, don't you? Yeah. I hope that our solicitor sorted that out. I need to speak to her. Sorry, dull, but um, you you did say that there's going to be like radon content or something, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah, radon. Yeah, yeah. Which still sounds like it's something that gets rid of fleas, but yeah, there is a, there yeah. is a concern about that. I think somebody on the phone, because I didn't go through a... Oh, maybe they are local. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Mm. But I went through a chart, a chartered surveyor, and I like they were a bigger company, basically. So the person I was speaking to on the phone wasn't the person who's going to do the survey today. He mm. was just a salesy, nice guy uh, called Cyril. Shout out to him. Uh, I invited him to the housewarming party. We got on like a house on fire. Um, and uh, <laughs> and he um, was like, he he literally mentioned that at one point where he was like, just to check stuff like raid whether there's radon present and stuff. And I was like, I think it's going to be. Oh, yeah. and he went and to make sure there's no mines nearby. It's oh. literally the site of the limestone quarry. Yeah. Oh well, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. It'll be fine. Never mind. I don't think the mines are in use anymore because they're full of bats, so no one can do anything with them because all the bats are protected. Okay. 
Yeah. It'll be Are fine. Are people enjoying this content? Do I'm think? sure they're loving, <laughs> loving survey content. Always. <laughs> if we can move on to conveyancing in the next <laughs> episode. Oh, that yeah. would be marvellous. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. But yeah. you've got much yeah. more exciting things to tell us about. I am buzzing. I feel quite rude. I want to let you know that I haven't been ignoring asking you about how Barcelona's been. I've just wanted, I've been waiting to hear about it in one big sermon from the mount in the form of <laughs> I this love podcast. my sermons. <laughs> <laughs> how was it? Oh, um, it was, um, I don't know. I don't know if I've got the words. Of course I've got the words. It was, it was great. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was hard. It was beautiful. It was tiring. It really hurt. And it was great. So mm-hmm. it was just like, it was all those Sounds things. Sounds like a good half. Yeah. Not yeah. Bad, right? <laughs> um, it was just, yeah, it was amazing. I think, um, what should I go through first? Should I go through the race first okay. or should I go through the whole thing first? I kind of want to hear first maybe a little mm. bit about the trip and what it is that you did. Because I'm presuming that the half was on the last day, on the Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Um, but you uh, you arrived sometime on the Friday. So I kind of want to hear about like, what did you see? Did you see any Gaudi? Did you eat any tapas? Oh my God, oh, we did lots of stuff. <laughs> you, before I even got there though, I, mean, well, I had a bit of a, there was a bit of a delay on the flight. And, um, oh, yeah. and which, I, which I was fine with. I, so I was going out with, the whole thing was um, me going out with Brooks and there was like mm-hmm. a bunch of people, a whole bunch of people going out. Loads Esther's of kind going of... out with Brooks. Esther and Brooks sitting in a tree. Oh, absolutely, K I S S I N G. We we were going. There was there was loads of us all together. Lots and lots of kind of European contingent, kind of lots of European journalists and mm-hmm. um, and whatever. And there was like a small group of UKers. So um, a couple of people from Run Testers. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lovely woman from Runners World, and there was um, uh, Charlie Watson, Runner Beans, nice and friend of the pod. Um, friend of the pod um and emily whose second name i'm now going to completely forget the slow runner yes um, everybody have... keeps saying that we need to get her on the pod i would love to oh, have her on the amazing. pod but also would it just be yeah. three people talking about slow running same thing <laughs> same <Run>. thing <laughs> okay i still don't know what her second name is but runs with emily that's her instagram mm-hmm. um and uh she was absolutely lovely everyone was really lovely and we were all kind of gathering together in barcelona to run this half but also because like brooks does this about once every year where they gather everyone together and it's usually coincides with the launch of one or two of their big shoes and mm-hmm. so this one was all about um glycerin 21 which was just coming out and the Hyperion Elite Four. Um, unsurprisingly, I chose to run in the Glycerin Twenty One. Yeah, <laughs> I was oh like, yeah. I'm not going to do carbon. Um, but um, were yeah, there some Hyperion? Sort of... of course, there were. Mike from Run all of them was there. Bet he did that. Oh my yeah. god. Me yeah. and Emily were the only ones I think running in the Glycerin. So I think everyone yeah. else was in in Hyperion. So it was Hyperion Central. Um, mm, so yeah, it's large. I tell you what, you would have loved the flight because there I was. I sat down um, in the seat and I was in a group of three and I was on the outside of it and in the middle Mm -hmm. was a chap and on the far side was a young woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And the chap in the middle was kind of, I don't know, probably, probably had five, no, 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 he was retired. So he was probably about 10 years older than me. And um, that's a frightening thing to say. And he, 
He was just Holly in chap form. Oh, he was so lovely, and he just wanted to chat. So we sat down, and he immediately turned around to me and went, "Oh, so you traveling for business or pleasure?" And I was like, "Oh, uh, Jesus Christ!" Um, <laughs> I was expecting to sit in silence all the way. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, we had this. Were you massive quite looking chat. forward to sitting in silence? I was, or but to be honest, did... I'd had four coffees and I was ready for it. So it was oh, all good. And you're a bit of a nervous flyer, so he could put I you am. at ease. He did. He as did. He did text me before taking off saying, I wish that I had you as my wingwoman making sure. But you you did. It was a, fine. A, a guardian angel arrived in the form of a six-year-old bloke. Oh, he was so lovely. Aww. And there was even, they did, the, the pilot said, oh, we're going to hit a bit of turbulence before we took over, took off. And so I immediately just went, oh, like this. And you embraced chap- each other and kissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so similar to that. So similar. Yeah. I think he just sort of gave me a bit of a wry smile. But either way, it was enough. And it, the, the woman on the other side was running her first ever half. And she was, that's why she was going there. Aww. So we had chats. And then right. and this guy in the middle was that's kind of... She's listening. Yeah. She was really lovely. And, and the guy in the middle was there with like he was going with 20 other people in his family and like eight of them were running the bath half and the rest of them were going to be cheering on from the side and it just sounded so anyway we had loads of chats loads of big chats and um, so everyone on this flight was a runner do you think no apart from the hendies so like good Mm -hmm. two hendies one blow up man and (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um and some runners. So it was, that was what it was. So it was, um, yeah, it was Why really, not? it was good fun, good times. And then we were staying in probably one of the night, this is probably saying more than anyone really wants to know, but one of the nicest hotels in Barcelona, but certainly the That's most easy. Everyone is going to want to know all of these details. Sorry, it's I, so this nice. is the kind of shit that I want to hear. It was so nice. Bearing in mind the last hotel I stayed at, um, n- no kind of, not to bad mouth sharing a room with you my sweet Mm-mm. but you know the last one we were in was was, mm-hmm. was brown hotel and we had yeah. little prison beds with our knees it was like didn't we? being two chocolate fingers <laughs> tucked in <laughs> <laughs> this was um i think the same group that did our um uh new york hotel so it's the same sort of room as that and it was mm-hmm. so lovely and I was 22 floors up with this view of Barcelona and the mm-hmm. the kind of and the coast oh my god it was absolutely gorgeous was absolutely it a Marriott gorgeous. I think it was a Marriott Bovi have... yeah or Bonvoy um, or whatever that shampoo and conditioner that I like no it was better oh was it yeah it was diptyque oh, oh my god God. I know, I know. And there was a there was a sort of passag message that they put on the the um the body cream, which said something like, "Oh, do help yourself to this. You're going to absolutely love it. If you'd like to buy it, it costs you seventy quid." So what? Like, don't steal it. <laughs> do on do to not you. steal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I had scanned on the way out. I I had one packet of crisps from the mini bar, and do you know how much it cost me? <gasps> okay, sure, I guess. Go on then. Packet crisps. Not family size, just a normal size. Just a normal size. Two they euros nice. fifty. Fourteen ninety nine. What? <laughs> that w- I know. 
<laughs> That's the most shocking thing I've heard in weeks. <laughs> I know. Fourteen ninety nine for a packet of what? Like, talk me through yeah. the size. Grab bag. I mean, Grab bag size. Okay. <laughs> Grab bag size. So maybe, 40, <laughs> maybe forty grams or something like that, but not not share pack size. So it wasn't wasn't your fifteen grammer. But my god, yeah. I know. Oh wow. Okay, that's nuts. Uh, but I talk know. me through the. Um, <laughs> that's the... gonna be the soundbite, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dave, shock. send that into the BBC Watchdog. <laughs> astonishing however oh my gosh mm, oh i do want to hear very quickly about your um our favorite thing when we go to a hotel what yes were the so what was (laughs) what was in that tray where you get the tea bags and maybe Mm. some biscuits and yeah slightly upsetting it was like the last marriott like it was it was an espresso machine so yes big thumbs up for that Mm -hmm. um but no little biscuits and I think that's because they had a, a, a tray to the right of it with all these kind of mini bar things that you then had to pay for okay um, but Nespresso was nice and also I had a, a lovely guy that came to replenish mini bar essentials the following day and he just gave me he said do you need anything for the mini bar and by that stage I hadn't had my 14.99 packet of crisps so I said no and I said but I have I've had quite a bit of the coffee and he said which ones do you prefer and I wasn't sure. And he said, Ooh. oh, I have this. And he gave me two massive handfuls of Nespresso pods so I could have sort of eight coffees or something. So, yeah. yeah. And Esther Neal loved him. Guy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Loved him very much. But yeah, oh, so the hotel was lush. Love it. Okay. Lovely. Although in high winds, you could you could hear it moving. So I'm not oh. sure you would have enjoyed that particularly. No. <laughs> <laughs> there was def- definitely some creaking. <laughs> oh so, my so, god yeah. uh yeah. what did you what did you see and do what were your highlights highlights uh, what we do on the taylor family holiday is uh we do and this is not race included this is just like the barcelona mm-hmm. experience we do yes. high spot low spot what was your high spot what was your low spot sorry i've put you on the spot you have put me on the spot with all your spots. Um, mm. High spot, we went to that park. We went to the Gaudi Park. And I forgot what it was called oh, now. But, you know. Cockwell. The... That's it. Yep. Yeah. We went there. And I'd never been. And it was absolutely brilliant and beautiful and unbelievable and lush, 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 lush. Gorge. So, loved that. Loved that very, very, very much. Were there, because I went, I've only been once, which was on a school mm. trip in year nine. Um, yeah. That I remember very fondly. Um and uh, I remember getting told off actually because we all decided to swim in the sea. Classic school. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Something yeah. apparently. Um, yeah. <laughs> but in the park, there was uh, were there still all those people with um, where they lay out blankets and then they put fake handbags on them and then they all suddenly go police, police, and, <laughs> and bundle them up and run away. <laughs> I think the police had come by the time we arrived, oh, so there were no 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 street hawkers when we were there. They've kept it. It's very very vigorously sort of policed about who oh, can go really? in. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so maybe that's so changed since I went in two thousand and nine or whatever. Have it changed. Was. Things have mm-hmm. changed. Um, but yeah, it was beautiful and um and it was lovely and we were strolling around on a Saturday. We'd picked up our bib numbers by that stage. So I'm racing ahead here, but we sorry, I'm we making just, you race ahead. 
No, that's okay. But but yeah, no, just wandering around and looking at all the mosaics and, you know, lovely, lovely stuff. And just the views from that park are great, aren't they? Because you can see right mm-hmm. over the whole of Barcelona. And um, It's quite hilly yeah. Barcelona, isn't it, in my memory? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like the, the kind of the centre bit and down to the beach is all like flat. It's all kind of Somerset levels. And then mm-hmm. it all goes up, doesn't it? At the end, it goes up yeah. towards that park. So, yeah. Um, but it was lovely oh, and we were I am yeah. so jealous I, I'm gonna I'm almost tempted to book a spontaneous trip to Barcelona oh it was so good and oh my god the warmth of it as well I, I miss what, it what temps, so much what kind of temps are we talking it was like a drizzly grey kind of 14 degrees on the Saturday but on the Sunday it was up to kind of t-shirt weathery kind of 18 like lots of sun in the afternoon like really, really gutted. I didn't have sunglasses with me and it was just blue skies and just nuts lovely. It was really, really I'm good. I'm going to book a holiday this summer. I Do can't it. stand to hear Do about it. this. So nice. <laughs> it was so nice. Yeah, oh, so, it like, sounds incredible. Did you see the Sagrada Familia, um, at least from a distance? From a distance. From a distance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, still working on it? And it was still working on I was going to send you a text and I ran out of data um, oh. Because it had a little, there was a little crane at the top. So I was like, oh, oh look, still working on it. Um. <laughs> when I went on said school trip in 2009, they said it was going to finish in 2016. Yeah, not what a crock of shit. Crock of shit. <laughs> They've been saying that for years. Yeah. And years well, like a hundred years now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was really beautiful. So, like, so, um, so got in Friday night and, I uh, know, oh Friday. Friday afternoon and we had we had a little mooch about and then we had um supper and were kind of lectured to about shoes which Mm -hmm. no one wants to hear about on this particular podcast um but that was all kind of exciting there's a there's a massive launch that Brooks are coming out with in I think in autumn which I can't say what it is but I'm I am never ever excited about shoes not really but I am really excited about this. Are I'm you? Really excited about this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's right up my strata. So it's like, oh, this is going to be amazing. So anyway, that's awesome. And we will let you know what that is when we get okay. it, I guess. Um, and then, um, then Saturday. Autumn, ages to wait. I know, I know, I know. We might be able to get it a little bit earlier than that. It might be summer. Anyway, anyway. Um, okay. So yeah, then then we went and... Oh, then, then I had to go on an emergency trip to get some contact lens solution because I'd squirted all my contact lens solution down the little sink at Bristol Airport thinking oh, I'll just buy some on the other side because I couldn't quite fit it into my clear plastic bag. Forgot to buy any. And then I had to put my contact lenses in water. And um, if anyone has ever had contact lenses and decided to leave nice. them. In, oh, my God. It's. I, I knew what I was, as I did it, I was like, oh, I'm just giving myself agonies for tomorrow morning. So the following morning, you put them in and it just feels like you're stabbing your eyes. It's just the worst, worst feeling. It's so, so, so uncomfortable. Anyway, I, I found some this- information for you, um, just in case oh. it ever happens to you again in Spain. Yes, what? Solución para lentes de contacto. Holy, that's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I, I Googled it. <laughs> well can i say that i when i did find my pharmacia or pharmacia mm-hmm. um i i walked in and i i just sort of went contact lens i think i said like in a kind of like oh like this and this woman just looked at me head to one side and she went we don't sell contact lenses <laughs> and I said, 
no, no, the solution. She went, ah, yes, well, we've got the solution. You've got two types. What do you want? And like, not even a hint of accent. And I was like, oh, right, sorry. Oh, well, I guess place. the difficult thing about Barcelona is they speak Catalan yeah. and Castellano Spanish, don't they? So there's the two types of yes, Spanish. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what's confusing. Yeah. Yeah, which would be confusing were it not for the fact that everyone spoke English to us. Really, from, yeah, and everyone was mm-hmm. absolutely lovely. You certainly didn't get any kind of snotty Parisian. Yes, we speak English. You awful. Yeah, person. You didn't get any of that kind of feel about it at all. They were all just very, oh, very lovely. So hard to ask somebody for something in French, and then they go, uh, uh, "Would you like a Fanta lemon or a normal lemonade?" I like, <laughs> oh, practiced that for so long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true so true um, so they weren't like that they were about, really really lovely I was gonna say you skimmed over slightly going for dinner can you can you tell me some of your culinary highlights that well it wasn't that was that was a nice dinner but that wasn't the highlight of the dinner because that was like in the hotel okay. so that was, like, oh, it, was okay. it was it was lovely and it was a kind of a buffet experience and it was really nice and we managed to kind of um rinse as much carver out of them as possible mm-hmm. so that was oh, good nice. times Okay. I'll hold the fire bre- for the for the hold, main so, yeah. culinary delights. Um, I have skimmed over bre- breakfast was amazing. Breakfast was definitely one of those breakfasts where there's like eggs whichever way you want if you were an egg kind of person. Is there but an egg person who's they mm-hmm. Yeah, there was an oh, egg I love person. an egg person. But it, it did lead to like we were I was on a table of maybe six or seven people and we were talking about egg people and going to hotels where there are egg people. And someone was saying, oh, yes, but have you ever been to a hotel where there's a waffle person? And we're like, what's this? And someone had been to a hotel where there's like a waffle guy and someone who would like whip up a waffle or pancake to oh your choice. My like, oh, my God. I have had a pancake person when <gasps> we went to Mauritius oh. last year, which was obviously amazing. There was an egg oh, person. Amazing. And because it was in, it wasn't your, sta- your bog standard <laughs> European omelette. That was quite nice. They were like putting chili and spring onion and stuff. It was really, Ooh, really good. That that's great. nice. That's nice. Oh, spicy there was a, omelette. There was, was spicy omelette. Yeah, they had a, we, a, a crepe person as well. Oh, it was good. This, had, this did not have a crepe person, but it did have a smoothie person. So I was able to have like a green kind of a green ginger type, you know, one of those kind of things where you think you're doing yourself loads of good, but you're probably not. But those. Board oh. included, was it? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. I know. I was loving Oh, I'm it. loving, loving hearing it. about this. <laughs> <laughs> so I loved that so much. And I went up three times. That breakfast was, I had three courses basically and had like lots mm-hmm. of, lots of fun times. Knowing that the following day, I would be having a bit of dry toast. So I thought I'm going to make the most of yeah. this particular breakfast. So yeah. Nice. so yeah, we did that. And then, um, then we went to the expo to pick up numbers, um, mm-hmm. which was, which was fine. It was like, it's not, it was interesting. Actually, I was speaking to a guy from Brooks and he was like, Oh, is this like, is this like any other expo you've been to? And actually it kind of wasn't cause it wasn't as big as like, um, like I remember Berlin. Do you remember the massiveness of Berlin? Berlin was, in was that wild. Aircraft hangar, it was in an air, yeah. yeah, aircraft hangar. Mm. Can I just say I don't know whether this what? is not very um, sportswomanly of me on this okay. podcast to okay. say. Mm. Oh, I just find going and picking up bibs from an expo the most dull thing in the world. Oh, hol- <laughs> it's such bollocks! It's such it's bollocks. Such okay, bollocks. just send right. it to me. I know you want me to go around and look at all the shoes and stuff. Yeah. 
that no, I'm not going to do. I'm not going to buy shoes the day before a race. So please just send yeah. it to me and leave me be. So, you know, absolutely. I totally agree with you. And um, so, and also in terms of, of environmental impact, I mean, you know, London Marathon have an expo every single year and you mm. cannot run the London Marathon unless you go to the expo and pick up that bib number. And in so doing, they they not only do you have to go, but there's a little kind of circuit that you have to walk in order to get your bib number. Oh, like, you can't, the, like, like having to go through the duty free in an airport. Exactly that. Mm-hmm. You can't get your number and go. You have to get your number. You have to walk all the way through and then you go out. And they're trying to make it like more of an event so that there are, you know, there are talkers. And, so, and maybe I should be really careful here because I think I have been asked to, to, to talk at the, at, at the London Marathon Expo, which, you know, which is fine, but you don't get many people staying there all day or deciding to stay there specifically because of a talk because people are mm-hmm. really, really super nervous, as you can imagine. I was going to say, it's their... not what you want to be doing. And the only times, I suppose I've not been to London to the mm. expo there, but the only times I've been to expos, obviously we went to Paris and then I've been to Berlin mm-hmm. and New York with you. Um, mm. That I've been in a, I guess I've been fortunate enough to be a, be doing an, an abroad race like an abroad yeah. wedding and um it's like you don't want to go and sit and uh, love it but you don't really want to go and sit and listen to somebody bang on about so, like you want to go up the empire state building or to the arc de triomphe or something don't you because it's like yeah. you're only there for a limited amount of time and that feels like the boring job where it's like okay yeah. quick 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 just grab my expo thing maybe there are people who are nerdier than me about running stuff that would love to spend ages walking if you're someone who loves expos right in explain yourself (laughs) and the thing is while we were there I could see people that were definitely massively enjoying it you know they were kind of writing their names on a board and they were getting their photos taken against a backdrop which said you know the Barcelona marathon and um genuinely interesting they they'd done quite a good thing of making sure there was loads of food by the exit so okay all that getting your number or getting your t-shirt mm. and then coming back and just thinking actually I'm starving let's get some chips or whatever and so that was all kind of catered for and that was that was pretty good but yeah it was just it was kind of a bit of a non-event and it is a bit like it was quite far out as well so it's like it's getting people to travel they always along. are yeah yeah that that Berlin one was mentally far away wasn't it and mm-hmm. um and they're like don't uh, do yeah. too much walking the day before your race but uh, come 45 minutes, walk away to this old abandoned barn. We promise nothing yeah. bad will happen to you. Yeah, yeah, and the same <laughs> was true of Paris, wasn't it? Paris was crazy. That was far away. and Yeah, um, really far away. I now can't even remember New York. Can New York New was York? quite far. It, it was at the, it was like Hudson, near the Hudson. I've wiped that from my memory. There was some like, it was again, once again, like all of those things, it was in like a sort of industrially bit um, by the Hudson River, I remember. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. And we got a bit lost coming back. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's just like, um, yeah. Anyway, anyway, it's it's, it's weird, isn't it? But I guess it's a way to try and kind of claw back some cash or something. But anyway, anyway, we did that. And then almost immediately afterwards, we went to that lovely park in the afternoon so that's Mm -hmm. when we did that I did (laughs) that day I did 20,000 steps it was just ridiculous so you can't can't, 
keep off your feet the day before. I think it's fine if you're doing a half. I think it's fine if you're doing half. I it's think okay if you're doing a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. That's if you're why doing I don't a marathon. I really want to do mm. a marathon, even though I know we've talked about Dublin and like, I mm. would really like to, but I'm just a bit nervous about the idea of doing a marathon abroad because I'm just, I know that it's going to be impossible unless you fly in the night before. Mm. Yeah, and you in get which case sleep. you're getting no sleep. Yeah, but I, yeah, mm. and then maybe you because obviously they're normally on Sundays. Maybe you take a couple of days in lieu, or you take holiday Monday and Tuesday or something, so that you can have a nice yeah. couple of days. Maybe that's a thing that you could do. But yeah, well, you I think really, if you're doing, really made me want to go to Barcelona so far, but oh, not my God, to the this... expo. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, don't make that a point of like, yeah, that's not that's not a tourist destination. Um, but all of that it did make us like there were loads of stuff that we were seeing and because we were only there we had like one chance to do sort of cultural stuff and that was kind of it because we were there for such a short amount of time and I would it would be wonderful to go back and to do loads more bits there was a bit like I know this is gloomy but we drove past the cemetery on the way to get to the expo and it's absolutely massive it's the biggest cemetery I've ever seen and there's and all the different kinds of like, you know, you can get classic, your classic, your classic grave. And then there's the more sort of Italian thing where it's like the kind of, you know, buildings. And then there's all the ones that look like sort of little boxes on top of each other. And it was just quite sort of beautifully laid out and big and all this sort of thing. And I was looking up all the information about it as we were driving past it. And apparently um, everyone from Barcelona thinks it uh, is completely mystified why anyone would want to go there that's a tourist. Because Mm. obviously for them, it's like, that's where you go to kind of pay your respects sort of thing. And and whatever but tourists go there all the time because it's just it's phenomenally huge and it just Ooh, it's I'm quite you know it's things like that um yeah so yeah all of that all of that was amazing and oh we had a little run on saturday morning i forgot to say that we went so nice. me and the uk contingent we went for a little run alongside the waterfront um ostensibly to see the sunrise but we'd kind of missed that by the time we left good um, yeah but oh no it's quite oh late, i saw quite actually on your strava i've been um i've been um, I, I hate to say this because I know quite a lot of you follow me on Strava and that's very mm. kind and I've loved your kudos in the past but um, <laughs> for some reason I get anxious about other people seeing my runs because I don't want people to be like slow crap I know that's not what people <laughs> would think but my stupid brain says that so I I, yeah. I, I set my runs to appear pr- as private now so you may not have seen but I've been mm. stalking everybody else um, and um and yeah, I spotted that you'd done a cool run along the kind of I had beachfront last time I went for one. Actually, maybe maybe talking about Strava could come up as a as a separate topic because actually that is something that I've been considering doing too because it does. I do feel quite weird about it about people just sort of checking where I've run and what I've done and and how I've mm. done it and things. Particularly and also particularly because I feel quite rude about it because I don't have Strava notifications on, but I understand that other people do because as soon as a run, as soon as I finished a run, within seconds, people have given me kudos, which is very, very sweet and lovely and everything. But I never, ever give kudos to anyone else because I don't get notifications, so I forget to go on there. Yeah. So it's just sort of like, you know, a sleeping, yeah, I sleeping social media. Yeah, I just that I don't, yeah, it, my, mine is just a place to record the distances of my runs. 
um, mm. if I haven't, because I haven't got a sports watch at the moment, which is why I hadn't used it for ages because I was using a Garmin and now I don't have it. So I've just been using Strava to measure. Um, and then I just, I get worried that people, yeah, people leave such lovely comments and people um, are really kind. And I almost don't want people to feel like they have to do that. So I took it private because I didn't want, and yeah, and I yeah. don't want to be getting in my head. I love running thinking that there's all of you guys listening cheering us on and vice versa I love that we've got this community to do that with but I do Mm -hmm. get nervous about um I mean everybody who listens to our podcast is very kind so nobody would do this but there's a a little part of my brain that's like oh what if there was like a mean person who was like oh Holes has got a bit shit hasn't she she's slower than she was last year or something even if they just keep those thoughts internalized but regardless have, yeah I'm sure even if you yeah. don't have people that don't know that you, that you don't know so well following you on Strava you still have that same fear that there's just a bit of a like you don't necessarily want some people love I think to have their mm-hmm. stuff looked at and some people don't and I'm just one of those people I'm not hugely active on social media and I never have been I don't really like um putting uh stuff like that about my life and especially because I'm yeah. slow that's just an insecurity that I but yes let's talk about Strava properly another time and I'm very interested in everybody else's views because yeah. what do you guys prefer do you are you a hider like me do you like to put your runs on private because you don't want Mr Jones down the road who sometimes snoops on your thing going oh she's a bit slower than she was when she did that last yeah or do you like to um put it public and get the kudos yeah yeah, I, yeah I, I want to know. I want to know what people mm. want because, yeah, I, I do. I have conflicting views about yeah. it. Um, but anyway, yes, I did do that and it yes. was really lovely. Um, but I think I should take cut to the to, race now. Yeah, take me to race day. Yeah. yeah. So race day, following day, um, you know, shit breakfast, um, all of that. And But it was it was really nice. There was of the kind of the UK contingent that had gone there with Brooks, there's maybe, I mean, like I said, maybe five or six people and mm-hmm. um, most of them much speedier than I was. So kind of very, very briefly spotted at breakfast. Um, I was a bit of a hero, actually, because I had come with extra safety pins and was and I had to help furnish nice. the safety pins out. So I was quite pleased I had I was able to help people in a very, very small way. Um, so did that. And then, yeah, so the race, it was, I think probably the nicest, that's a terrible adjective, isn't it? The, the best looking course for a city half marathon I've ever done. I'd say. Can we look it up? I'm going to look up the course because I want to know now. I, having been it's, to Barcelona once in 2009, I'm now like, oh, does it go down Las Ramblas? But I, I do want to know. <laughs> I've about Las Ramblas. Yeah. Um, Las Ramblas. Well, so like, so Paris. <laughs> like capital of the of Europe. Las Ramblas. <laughs> yeah. I know we were, we were given lots of warnings. Um, like the Paris half marathon we went on, I really liked that route but it was slightly disappointing because you got to see no no actual sights, right? That's what I no, remember about the it was a lovely run, but I do remember we were all a little bit disappointed when we actually arrived in Paris and went to the mm. expo and saw the route for the first time. We were all like, oh, okay. It's... Yeah. It's that there was... It, at the beginning and end, you got a bit of classic Paris, but the rest of it was basically around the Bois, Bois de Vincennes. Yeah, 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 wasn't it? So... Oh, but yeah. looking so at this, you go past, you can see the, um, oh, it's amazing. 
the Sagrada Familia from this route? Um, it was see. all absolutely incredible. Yes, you can. It was um, it was just amazing. Like um, we like so Paris was like that with loads of wood, which you weren't expecting to run through, and Berlin. I loved Berlin because of the wide roads and there's quite a lot of East Berlin in it. So there's quite a lot of kind of like what I would term sort of new build rather than classic build, but kind of all that kind of architecture architecture, yeah. and all sort of juxtaposed and all kind of, you know, um, and all that, you know, that history, which feels like quite modern history and kind of all the Cold War stuff. All of that's fascinating and has its own kind of beauty um, but I'd say that Barcelona was more classically beautiful than either of those two things. And you've got, they've, they've just done a really, really clever and. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend, but what won't change needing health insurance, United healthcare, tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Beautiful route mm, where there's it. There was it felt like only one switchback, which was really nice. So there's only one bit where you see other runners that are running faster than you because that's I hate that feeling. And that happened in Brighton half maybe four times where you're constantly sort of going up and down and up and down and up and down and constantly mm-hmm. seeing runners that are running faster than you, a mile ahead or two miles ahead or whatever. And that only happened once. And the rest of it was all quite sort of straight, not too much kind of curving around corners. But it was for the it vast majority like of it. It's a lovely route. Just is that the right one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, even just looking at the so map. I found it, it online and yeah, it does look like a really nice loop. Oh my God. So most of it, it felt like was on really big, wide, tree-lined boulevards. Mm-hmm. So it felt very European, could be any decade. <laughs> you know, it was mm-hmm. just like really, really lovely. And although it started out being quite windy, it then brightened up and it was really sunshiny and lovely. And then kind of cut to the end sort of thing the last two miles you're running along beachfront and um that's that was beautiful it was like bright blue skies beach palm trees all of that and you had that for two miles and then you sort of swing a right and you're running up and and actually we all talked about it afterwards none of us were expecting this at all that you swung a right up a main road another lovely beautiful boulevard and right in front of you was Sagrada Familia So you sort of turn a corner and it's like in the last mile, I guess, last couple of kilometers that you suddenly see that it was too far away for when I was doing my shaky cam footage, you couldn't really see it, but it was definitely there. Yeah. And that was really beautiful. And then you turn back and there's the end and that's it kind of thing. And it was so, and it was. I want to do it. It it was gorgeous. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. And and also apart from one tiny, tiny incline that where you can see the beginning and the end of it. And everyone swore about it because it was two miles before the end. Everyone was like, oh, fucking hell. But apart from that, it was pancake, pancake flat, like super flat. 
Mm. And so it was just, and there was even one stretch where it was just like, oh, go, whoa, we're going down here. This is really quite nice. So it's like super, super flat. So you could see people were breaking PBs all over. I mean, I wasn't, but there was, people were so thrilled around me that they they kind of crushed PBs and done this and the other. So it's, um, yeah, okay. so it was, it was gorgeous. I'm doing it. Done. Do it. It's done. Do it. It's lovely. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. So I really, really, really liked it. From that perspective, I really, really liked it. From a personal running perspective, I found it really hard. I found it Did super you? hard. Did you? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I just, um, there were, I think, I mean, I think I'm probably 24 hours away. I keep on saying this, but I think I'm 24 hours away from getting my period. And okay, that's been sport, hanging we over We need me. to stop having races that line up with that for you. <laughs> what can you do though? Why is that I am, I'm, in your life? Because it's I don't know. Fair. I don't know. So, um, so that was, that was one thing. Um, and I've got a lo- I've got a bit of a hip niggle, so I've got a kind okay. of a, just a, a pain there. But I was also, I mean, as you know, I was really nervous about running this race because I felt a bit undertrained. Um, and I don't think I was particularly. Um, but it's just I don't think you other- are undertrained. I think that you just have got a lot on psychologically and a lot of other races to think about. So you weren't, I guess, the last few races you've had, you've had quite a clear training block where you've gone, this is the thing that I'm pushing towards, whereas this slightly cropped up and you haven't necessarily been training specifically towards it. Uh, you've got other things yeah. going on. So I imagine psychologically it was a bit like, oh. It was. And I think mm. because like most of the halves I've done in the last sort of two, three years or whatever, they've been, that I've sort of plopped them in before a, a marathon. And yeah. I've... I've almost always, with all of them, run longer than 13 miles in training before I've got to the half marathon. So worrying about the distance has been the last thing on my mind. But this one, although I'd done 12 miles before it, I was really worried about it because I'd done my my long runs have been something like like going working backwards. They've been like 12, 9, 8, 6, or something like that. So it, it just I hadn't done, it didn't feel like I'd done enough. Um and my hip began to really really hurt and mm. um so I've done something there it's hip glute mm, don't know what it is um something I just need to get someone to have a poke and figure out what it okay. is that sounds um, like what I get if I basically every time I run longer than about 10 miles I think mm. it's that I don't and I don't think this is you because you're stronger than me but I'm starting to wonder whether mine is like overall strength that like I just like core and stuff like that that I just don't have the strength to like psychologically and cardiologically I'm pretty good (laughs) with stamina but I think strength wise I I, it just goes no after a certain point and then I'm sort of Mm. lolloping around and then obviously it starts to you're compensating for various things and it always tends to be whatever it is that I do to compensate after that particular point when my core gives out a bit it, yeah, I seem to f- always feel it in my right hip. Yeah, I, d- mm. I don't, I don't. Yes, there's, there's something. And to be honest, actually, the strength training that does feel like a bit of a niggle. Like because I, mm. I know that my strong, the strong, the happiest I felt after half marathons have been in those occasions where I've run longer than half marathon distance in training, but also when I've been very, very religious about yeah. doing my strength training. And although that's crept back up again, I'm still really only doing it about once a week. So, um, 
I think, so my next half is bath half and that's the 24th of March, didn't we decide? I think it was. Um, Something like, no, I think it's about, the 17th. About, oh, Jesus, I keep on getting it wrong. Uh, <laughs> I, think um, the, <laughs> I think it's the 17th. Oh, fuck's sake. Let me see. Is that right? Is it? Oh, God, yeah, you're right. Okay, 17th of March. Fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so um, 17th of March. So I've got time between, I've got a month. And um, I think the big things I want to do is make sure I do my yoga and make sure I do my strength training as well nice. as concentrating on my long runs, but nothing more than that. Yeah. So, I will join yeah. you on making sure that I do my strength training. I literally was supposed to do that today in my little training plan that I've written for myself. Uh, mm-hmm. And instead I did yoga because I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yoga is strength. Yoga exactly. is strength. And it did actually feel like strength. Like I did feel my, there was quite a lot of warrioring and I went for a run yesterday and I can definitely mm. feel it a bit in my quads. Um, Actually, I'll do my tiny running bit. It's really not oh, exciting. Do. Yes. No, it's really not exciting, but I feel like I should uh, keep you all updated that I'm sure next week I'll be singing a different tune because I'll have entered into my luteal phase or something. But for the last couple of weeks, I've been yeah. really, really loving my training for New York just because, uh, I don't know, it feels really nice to be back in the swing of having a a goal again and following a bit of a pattern I really think as well because I was like why am I enjoying these runs at the moment when I have kind of struggled the last couple of times that I've done that I've had like a big race in the calendar as we know Mm. I freaked out Mm. and been like about all the training and whipped myself up into a frenzy I was like why am I enjoying this why is this working really well for me this time Mm. one thing that I really think might be helping is breakfast (gasps) oh I think whether oh. it's a placebo effect or whether it's actually really helping, I'm just yeah. finding it much more, much easier to go, right, let's go. So oh, I haven't amazing. been going first thing this morning, which was my initial plan. I was like, oh, I'm yeah. quite enjoying running in the mornings at the moment. I'll do that. But actually what I've found that's worked really well instead is getting up, having a bowl of porridge and some um and some coffee and then doing a bit more like you do either late morning or lunchtime yours is a bit Mm. is a bit earlier than that isn't it but um I've been sort of waiting an hour or two for for that to digest and then I've been Mm. going out and I will probably have to start changing that as the runs get a little bit longer and I don't quite have so much time in the middle of the day to be able to do it but at the moment the longest one I've done so far is three miles and Mm -hmm. it's I've found it all touched every single thing that's wood around me um I found it all really enjoyable and I've also been trending faster according to Strava I um I discovered that my 5k that I did uh on the weekend um Mm -hmm. was the it just felt really good and then I looked back and it is my it's not my fastest 5k but it's my Mm. it was my fastest um that I'd done like leading up to a train like at the beginning of a training block if that makes sense it's the fastest I've ever been starting training at this time yeah at this time and that felt quite good how did you feel then like um did you run the whole way or did you run walk no I ran I've been running the whole way for everything it's porridge Esther amazing I think I just feel a bit fitter than I have done before because um 
the last couple of times we've done it, I'm such an off-on person that I'll have just re- basically done very little between having to train for something and not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so my fitness does slip quite a bit, but I have been trying mainly for mental health reasons over Christmas to kind of keep doing the odd plod, keep doing a bit of strength. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I did all that strength training last year. I've done absolutely fuck all for the last month. But um, I had been working on my strength and I have still been doing yoga, which, as you say, is strength even if it's slightly easier to stomach strength. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just feel a little bit like generally a bit uh, better, a bit more comfortable in my own skin um, mm-hmm. and a bit, I'm just finding it a bit easier. We're cut to me next week where I, I, I do my four mile this weekend and I'm like, I'm not doing it. Screw it. That was horrible. Maybe I'll say well, that, but at the moment I'm enjoying it. We'll see how it goes. But like, I, so I was, um, when I was away, I, um, in Barcelona, have I told you about that? Um, I spoke to... <laughs> in Barcelona. I, when I, Sorry, that's what Barcelona. we, that's what we people who've been to Barcelona call it. Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> um, I, when I was talking to um, lovely Emily, and she was going to be employing a walk-run method for Barcelona half mm-hmm. and I made sure I asked afterwards what how she divided it up because she came she came in with a massive PB so oh, she nice. she shaved off something like I, I I think I might be right I'm, I hope I'm not kind of misrepresenting her but I think she she came in at, at 2.30 and I think that her previous best had been like 2.38 2.39 something like that so it was a really she'd cut loads of time off and she'd she had planned to do shorter kind of splits basically yeah so instead of doing like 10 minute run one minute walk she was doing three minute run on one minute walk Ah. and she did a little video a little video she did an incredibly well put together video afterwards and she's she sort of says you have to be you have to be so kind of um, strong within yourself in terms of the choices that you've made in yeah. the early stages of the race because she said oh, that, you know she says on video like Paris yeah yeah that it feels really really weird to be walking when everyone else is just basically setting off and you're yeah. doing it at the kind of third minute or whatever and but then it cut to her doing it when they were at sort of like 15k or 18k or something and she's going oh now it's fine because loads loads of walkers now so it's all right to do it now yeah that but was exactly she did my experience with with Paris too it was so strange to start with and it was me and Kate yeah. and then there was also a lovely listener called Sonia Sonia oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes it yeah. was Sonia who was doing the run walk she was also run walking and that really gave me strength because I was like okay if you know we're we're just sticking to our plans rather than going out all in I actually thank you very much to loads of listeners who reminded me that I did five minutes running one minute walking oh was that what it was in Paris that was what I did in Paris and Ah. that's similar it was like going for shorter bursts felt too early yeah yeah but it was but it was good It, it was really good it worked really well and um I really enjoyed it and I didn't feel like it, like we said, it didn't add nearly as much time as I was expecting to my overall, my previous mm-hmm. half marathon, half marathon PB. And, um, I, yeah, it worked it, psychologically. It was fab. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, but, but I mean, obviously your, your training is going incredibly well. So, so that's really so good. far. But I'll tell you so far it does. It does bring us on to, something we were going to talk about as well because um you mentioned you'd run a 5k 
at the weekend. Yeah. Oh, which brings that was us- a great segue. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Cheers, Hall. Well done. Uh, which brings us on quite neatly to Park Run because much to be discussed and I don't think we've yeah. even got enough time left now to talk about this but I, I want I, I want to hear way, about do you we, don't we have a jingle that's like us being like what in the world is going on or something like oh, that yeah we have got what in the world let's do what if in the we world. can find it let's do it for this okay <laughs> what in the world what in the world what in the world is happening nice <laughs> right back in the room <laughs> so um park run um mm. You are best placed to tell Thank the you. lovely listener, I think. You wrote the piece. so um, I did write a new story, though it was very quick and dirty. Um, I just wanted to get so, something up before it was too late. Yeah, so so let's let's hear. What, 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 so what's going on with Parkrun? So oh. Parkrun have taken their the um, records off the website mm. not all of them I'm actually going to consult my news story so that I can tell you specifically <laughs> what it is that they're doing I could see you were hesitating <laughs> there <laughs> uh, they've removed <laughs> the records from the website um but it's not like you can still click on individual people and it will still tell you what like personal record records and stuff are um mm-hmm. but what they have removed specifically are uh speed records from the official website age and category records um and uh all that this is interesting data of men who run under 17 minutes and women who run under 20 will also be removed so all the stuff that you're used to getting in your stats email and stuff you'll still receive um mm-hmm. and the online event pages and the like personal pages will remain the same but yeah. the speed records basically are the main thing that's going, um, mm-hmm. and that applies to um, age and like gender category and stuff. So why have they done it then? Well, they've done it. As far as I'm aware, that what they have said is that they've done it to be less off-putting. There is speculation mm-hmm. that I guess we should briefly touch on because a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, mm. Though making it very clear that Parkrun have said that this is not why they've made this decision, um, to because I think there was like a think tank that went on that um, discussed the fact that there were three records um, that were held by trans women, and there was a lot of discussion there about like what do what this think tank thought Park Parkrun should do with those records, um, whether mm-hmm. they should be allowed to remain in the in the female category or whether they should have to do something else with them uh, but this is not according to Parkrun why they've made this decision they have said that it's to do with um, putting off new entrants and therefore I would go so far as to boldly say that it was because of us it's because we whinged about it <laughs> we whinged about it there has been quite a lot of it's been really interesting because within our audience um, on socials and um, on the Discord, there's been quite a lot of um, Discord. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why they call it that. Um, oh, <laughs> because I think there are quite a lot of people who feel as though it's um, that part. That's what Park Runs for. It is a timed event. Mm-hmm. A lot of people seem to be in what I would argue, which is probably, and I know I feel differently to a lot of you, and I'm sure we're going to get emails about it, but um, I feel like it 
is co- it's always been to me a bit contrary to Parkrun's uh, philosophy and sort of mission statement that they are a free timed event or a free event, free running event, and that isn't a race. And I've been yeah. pulled up by Parkrun by for calling them, referring to them as a race in yeah. news stories and things before, where like members of the press team or whatever have got in touch and been like, "Can you please remove any reference that we are a race?" So to me, it's always felt weird that they are so determined to keep that word out of all of their messaging mm-hmm. but that they have that but that it does it feels highly competitive in terms of the race times um yeah yeah and but i guess, I guess the you, thing is yeah what do you think well number one it doesn't change anything so it it's it's riled me slightly to to watch people getting riled about it when i just think it changes mm-hmm. nothing you can run park run and you can run it in whatever way you want to run it um, so it doesn't change, it doesn't change any of that, but, um, I, th- <sighs> I, I mean, I was reading something earlier, which I was agreeing with, which was some guy was saying the the people that it's right, it's, it's, it's angering are the people for whom Parkrun isn't really for. So, you know, the, the people it's not really for are, um, you know, the, the, the well, I say it's not really for. Obviously, it's supposed to be for everybody. I know but that's there are, a difficult there are, thing. There are a load of runners that run it to get PBs, but there are also like the elites that are running it in like you know seventeen, sixteen, fifteen minutes. Those people, those those people, are not the people that are going to be coming back every Saturday to their local park run to bust out another fifteen minute five k. Those people tend to have a GB vest and they've got track sessions and they'll have, you know, distance sessions and they'll, you know, they will be racing. They will occasionally bless park run with their presence and try and bash mm-hmm. out some kind of massive record. But, but park run has never really been for those people. And that has to be the minority of people that run it. Right. And so for I'm the sure. rest of us, for the rest of us, we're talking about our own PBs, our own competitiveness with ourselves, not necessarily with anyone else that's running the race. And if we can still access all of that information anyway, what's the palaver? Who cares? I'm so with you. I'm so with you. For people who do personally feel like they want to keep it as a timed challenge themselves, that's some things that I've seen people sort of saying online is that, um, they, you know, for them, it's a really nice opportunity to go and have a, have a, a 5k timed and to then like that's still going to be the case you're still going to get your information sent to you in your stats afterwards it's just not going to be publicly shared in a way that I definitely do agree could could be hugely off-putting to people who have heard say you're doing couch to 5k and someone goes park runs a great thing to to do your first 5k at and you go all Mm -hmm. right let me look up my local one and then you look it up and you see that Mrs. Smith her, from down the road has done it in 15 and a half minutes or something, making mm. her the next Edith <laughs> McColgan. And you're like, oh, bloody hell. If that's the sort of like timing yeah. that we're talking about. And I know I have very limited parkrun experience. I know that I've only, I've been to Cardiff one actually, and I've been to Bath and we happened to go to quite a speedy Bath one. But I was, yes, I yeah. still maintain that I was shocked the 
branding and messaging that Parkrun put across as to what kind of event they are compared Mm. to the type of runner that actually was attracted to participate. I do think that there was anecdotally, this is all not, I haven't got real world evidence for this, but I certainly felt that it would be off-putting to beginner runners and there weren't a huge amount of beginner runners there, which led me to believe that perhaps they were being put off in some way. And a couple of people have said, I won't name them because I haven't asked you if I can use your things. So terribly sorry. I won't name and shame (laughs) you for it, but I will say it anyway. That I've seen two people chiming in on this on our Discord just just in the last day or two. Um saying somebody saying that they've had some really negative experiences at Parkrun and um not to suck us off too much but saying that we uh <laughs> we we have made the, the the conversation that we've had around parkrun has made it easier to not feel alienated when yeah. you do have negative negative experiences um and somebody else who uh also said that they got um it's, it's a bit similar to ruby who wrote in and gave us this initial kicked things off initially for us talking about parkrun saying that they recently Mm. got screamed at by somebody who um thought that they slowed down too soon at the end and got in their way and i just think that all of that is evidence of a of an event that seems to have lost its roots whatever people like to use it for it certainly seems Mm. to have drifted a little bit from its initial purpose and it sounds like they're making efforts to get it back to what they would like it to be as organizers but yeah that's my it's, biased it's parkrun, opinion i think parkrun is really really tricky it's like when, when we were talking about it um a few months back and and we were sort of saying does it does it necessitate a separate event and and it 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 doesn't it's just that it's just that i think the people that have grown out of it need to accept that they've grown out of it and and it's tricky because when it was first you know when it first came about like that that kind of bushy park park Mm -hmm. run that was a speedy number that was really for like chaps in their 30s and you know it was was for like speedy speedy people trying to trying to outdo them do each other and out not do each other, outdo each other. And yeah, sorry. Do the, we'll, sorry. Lots of sexual <laughs> innuendos going on. It's terrible, one. isn't it? Um, <laughs> but, you know, they, they were desperately trying to do PBs every week and it was kind of a way of kind of using it as a as a tempo training session. Um, and obviously because it's it was a successful experiment and it's exploded globally, um, that's not another sexual... <laughs> I said um, suck us off earlier and I'm still embarrassed about it. So don't worry. It's fine. You can say that. Um, <laughs> and I can talk about global explosions. So um, and because it's done that and because they've realized the kind of um, unique kind of uh, uh, mass popularity of it, that, that that's when they've tried to sort of um, ensure that it's much more populist, that it's much more inclusive, and I and I applaud them completely for that. And I think it's wonderful. And I know mm-hmm. I do understand that a lot of the the things that that we've been put off by have been competitiveness that is internal and not anything that anyone has pushed upon us. It's absolutely fine if we come last in a race. It's just our own egos that are bruised. Yeah, it's no, no yeah. one else is making us feel like shit. It's just our own selves. That said. I think doing what they've doing, what they've done here is is a, a lovely step, personally speaking, in terms of 
making it what it actually is and making it truly inclusive and really pushing for that kind of, you know, let's use it as, as a method at which we can kind of create more opportunities for people that wouldn't otherwise move to move. Yeah. And I I think exactly it's reframing, I think gives them the opportunity to reframe what they're measuring the, the success of the event as, because if that, if those are the stats that you first see, then of course that's going to gear you towards thinking that the aim of it is to run it as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you are, if you see something about how many people participate in this one or how many of them are returning park runners, how many of them are on their 250th run or something, I just think that those sort of numbers are still things to be hugely proud of that mm-hmm. might help other people realize that there is that this is an event that is encouraging participation rather than encouraging a particular speed yeah absolutely yeah yeah and it just means that we were right all along I personally think that that could be a a thing yeah have we instigated real change (laughs) Hole? no oh no they've probably (laughs) never heard of this in their lives but um but yeah I am excited to go to Parkrun again soon I have made that Mm -hmm. one of my little resolutions to myself and to the pod squatters because there are so many of you actually though we tend to be relatively well aligned on things in life we um we don't tend to all share the same opinion about Parkrun we've all got very differing opinions and I do want to do more more market research this year yeah yeah let's do that let's do that let's I can't wait to do another park run actually after all we've said. I think it I think it would be fun. Also, I think, you know, the last time we went was a very long time ago. And I think it was just in a bit of an uplift after all the time off from COVID. So I that's why we had we had fewer people. And it, our park run is is particularly beautiful, but it is right next to the university. And so it and our university is a sport, sport university. Sports, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, there so. are a lot of people there who are using it as their probably for exactly the same reason that we've mm just said where they're probably using it as one of very many training sessions in mm-hmm. the week as a bit of a time trial thing which is fine you can't stop people from doing I think you you certainly can't stop people from doing that and that is obviously no. what those people should be just as entitled to participate in park run as me but mm. I think suggesting that one of those should be more celebrated than the other is the problem that I have I think that's very well put. Yeah. And I think, Thank I you. think that is, that is a, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. But yeah. Anyway, we won that particular campaign, political yeah. campaign from canvassing and wearing our rosettes and asking yeah, to vote for us. ourselves in front of horses, etc. <laughs> Locking ourselves in cupboards and yeah, not filling out the All census. The and, yeah. Um, stuff. I did have some embarrassing moments but I almost wonder whether am I dangling them in front of people's face if I don't say them now that I've said that why didn't you give us I was gonna say why didn't you give us one I'll give us I'll give you one (laughs) give it give us one this is a a, a naughty episode yeah awful also I keep thinking about it and this is really weird but because I feel like we're all a gang now Mm. like Mm. when something's happened in my life and I haven't told everybody on the pod about it Mm. I feel weird yeah. Uh, do you want to hear something that I did yesterday? Yeah, go on. Um, I was unloading the dishwasher mm-hmm. and <laughs> I was doing it in a hurry. And oh. I I went 
I move my arm down to grab the the utensils out of the little utensil basket that lives in there. Oh yeah, and a fork prong. Oh no, went between my nail and my thumb. I know it's Ooh. so painful. It's so painful. Yeah. So I've been feeling a bit sorry for myself and I keep looking at it and being like, oh, <sighs> anyway, sorry. Okay. Why did I say that? I just Don't felt know. like I need to tell you all. Um, <laughs> there are so many brilliant stories from you guys, but yes, I will read a quick one. This was one of my favorites. Uh, Lovely. Catherine. <laughs> She's already gone. This is it. <laughs> okay. Hi, Esther and Holly. Love the podcast. Been listening since episode one and it never fails to bring a smile to my face. Thanks. I'm sorry, I really am. A a theme of this episode is self-love by (laughs) reading everybody's compliments too much. Um, But thank you very much, Catherine. That is incredibly kind and I'm very glad. Uh, I thought you might like my wall of shame story. It's a walking one, but still it was in the great Mm -hmm. outdoors. Mm-hmm. We were walking through a wood my friend deci- and my friend decided to wee in said woods. I hopped mm-hmm. over a stile into an open field. I did a quick look around and thought the coast was clear. Mid-wee, I happened to glance up to make eye contact with a glider pilot flying directly towards me. <laughs> <laughs> he looked amused. <laughs> now I always check... Around and above. And above before and above. attending to the call of nature. Keep up the great work and happy running, everyone. Oh, I love that one a lot. Oh, my God. I mean, that's also potentially incredibly scary, isn't it? I Don't know. You think? And rare. I'd, I'd say that's kind of up there. You're going you're gonna to start thinking that you're Cary Grant. And is it North by Northwest where he's chased along a, like a field by like a cropper? Oh, yeah. I have heard <laughs> of, of of that. Yeah. Like, what what is a glider doing that low? You know, I mean. <laughs> Weird. Well, low enough that you can have eye contact with the pilot. Scary. Creepy. <laughs> creepy gliders. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I blame the pilot. Yeah, me too. Why are you flying over fields and and perving mm-hmm. on women trying to go for a <laughs> nature wee? <laughs> Answer me. Right yeah, in. Exactly. Who Who are are you? You're supposed to be gliding on some kind of thermal current. Go and fuck Maybe off that's the, the thermal current. <laughs> Maybe that's what happens. I guess like red like red kites uh <laughs> sometimes ha- sweep down for a mouse, don't they? <laughs> do you think that's what he was doing? Sweeping down for it. What, what, what do they do up there? Maybe he was parking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was trying to land. <laughs> oh my gosh. Or sweeping down for a mouse. Other potential. <laughs> One of those two things. Only, or just a massive perv and was just trying to find women that were weeing in woods. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Honestly, not just it just wasn't what I was expecting. When it came in, obviously, every single one of them is hilarious, but we do between us all have quite a lot of being caught pissing stories. Um <laughs> yeah. and so I was like, oh here yeah. we go. Is it another a one? Yeah. Is it a dog? Yeah. Is it a dog walker? Yeah, is it blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And yeah. I just really wasn't expecting a glider pilot. <laughs> glider. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Maybe we should oh, make it even it. more niche, like the weirdest people to have spotted us having a wild way. Yeah. Well, that's no, number one. That now, number if you can one, beat Glider then. Pilot, I'll be very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just so silly, the idea of the two of them like having eye contact while it's like hovering low. <laughs> Like and I just keep on imagining what, when I, <laughs> I'm thinking she was completely alone. <laughs> I'm not being prepared to see this glider. <laughs> and being sort of sat on the side of it like an empty field. That's why I keep on thinking of it. It's just been this. <laughs> Oh my god! Like nothing of the mile. Nothing apart from <laughs> this woman, Catherine. <laughs> oh my god! Oh dear, this is ter- this must that be was... awful audibly speaking. I'm so sorry. Yeah, everybody. sorry. Because I'm actually not. Well, it would have just been silence because, as I, I've been told <laughs> by the listeners, that when we laugh. It sort of like I think it's the really mics out, sort of cancel it out. Yes, yeah. no, because <laughs> not even our lovely microphones want to pick up on us cackling. <laughs> no. Oh, thank oh, dear, you very dear. much, Catherine. That was absolutely iconic. Yes, um, mute. Yep. <laughs> do write in wrpodcast@anthem.co.uk if you have further embarrassing stories. Uh, I mean, we barely touched the sides. We haven't We've only had one done licking the bowl <laughs> because so many weird things I'm saying this episode. Yes. <laughs> awful, awful euphemisms. Back off. What have you been doing? Have been reading Viz all morning or something? Oh, I tell you what, it is, it is Valentine's week. So. Oh, so we're allowed to be smutty. Right, nice. Yeah, yeah we're allowed to be about. smutty. Yeah. I hope you're all... smashing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> enjoying the smut yeah Um, yeah (laughs) well yeah well happy valentine's day um yeah happy valentine's day gone by the time this comes out but i hope you're having a lovely valentine's week um oh very quickly we need to go but any plans yeah what for valentine's yeah um oh i got that one of those dine in for 20 quid from waitrose oh i'm gonna do that Mm. Mm. absolutely (laughs) i've done i i haven't done anything apart from i got dug this card that says (laughs) <laughs> it says, I like your willy and then willy's crossed out and it says face <laughs> classic romance love yeah. it haven't love done it. anything else I had to continue the theme because last year I got him we make a good pair with a big nutsack on it <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh, raunchy anyway, episode yes okay <laughs> Goodness me! I don't know what they put in your porridge. And, um, and browse my uh, my twenty my dining f- two for twenty quid now as well. Do it. Go and enjoy. Go and, and uh, see what they've yeah. got. See what they got. Yeah, I'll time. see you later. Oh, they, I tell you what they had. They had four cans of margarita as part of the deal. I know. Perfect. Perfect because it's a weeknight, it. isn't it? So you don't want to like oh, two margaritas. I'll be sleeping yeah. well, but raring to go in the morning. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, she's doing it again. Right. Okay. Right. Oh, my God, yeah. Okay. Right. Please. <laughs> Stop us. We must be stopped. Thank you for listening. 
Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra PodSquad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our exclusive Discord community for friendly chat and support with like-minded women runners. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The producer and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. And do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.